Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we thank God for his word on today. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you for your reckless love towards us. God, you amaze me with your confirmations. You amaze me how you orchestrate things in such a unique way that we would not be able to deny that you are with us, that you are uh, guiding us, that you are directing us. Now, God, we pray as we give your word on today, God, as we give your message, God, that you would do as you always do. Allow your word to permeate and pervade our lives. God, shake us out of our complacency and our comfortable space. And God, I pray that you would uh, let your word take feet in us and go and tell the dying world about a living Savior. And Father, we bless you. God, we give you glory. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. I recall the conversation that I had with Minister Vernon when I asked him about that song and he was adamant, no, God's love isn't reckless. And so I left it. And, you know, because, as a matter of fact, I think I, I shared at the, the time that we actually had the conversation that you you can't persuade someone into something that they're not, you know, willing to be persuaded into. Uh, all you can do is just kind of uh, ask. And if they're not there, then you you've done what you needed to do. You've 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 uh, given the message or you've uh, uh, said what you needed to say. And then it's up to God to do something else. But. Oftentimes, for many of us, it is a matter of us actually giving the message. This is the reason why I said God is so unique in his uh, his, um, you know, giving confirmation to various things on today. I want to share from with you from this simple message. And it is simply, do you care enough to share the message? Do you care enough to share the message. My brothers and my sisters, uh, again, just like the conversation that I had with Minister Vernon about that song, uh, we we talk to people about certain things that based on their uh, perception, based on their experiences, based on their understanding, they're not necessarily, uh, 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 you know, willing to, to, to not necessarily hear you, they'll hear you, but they already have set in their minds how things are to be. And so they might not necessarily agree with you, you know, but it's not a matter of whether they agree with you or not. Our job, our job many times is to share the information. Uh, you know, we're going through the same type of thing as it deals with the pandemic. We hear certain information and and we share that information if we think it's going to keep someone safe. Again, I always go back to, you know, the dreaded toilet 
paper caper and and when people couldn't find toilet paper and it's amazing you all the post that I would see periodically toilet paper cited at the Sam's Club at this place <laughs> you know or you know even in in other cities you know toilet paper found at the Dollar General you know on 95th and Western you know for those that are in Chicago you know they would they would try and help somebody with the message because once they got the news it, it was important for them to get that news out to other people if they thought it would be a help but it's interesting you all amount of the amount of information that's also shared that is not helpful you know uh um you know many times i would get videos of of people who would say here's the reason why we've got this pandemic and here, you know, there's speculations of why they felt like they had the pandemic here. There's speculations of who sent the pandemic. There's speculations of why the pandemic is here. There's speculations on what's going to be the next thing. The speculation of, of, you know, the vaccine actually having a tracker in it. And, and that's going to be the way that they actually track our movements that, you know, and, and, and while some of the things they sent might have, a portion of validity, much of it proliferates fear, but we don't have a problem with sharing it because we feel as though it's important to share. But how many of you all realize that some of the things that is really important to share, we don't share for fear of, of retaliation, for fear of being rejected, for fear of not being accepted, for fear of not being received, for fear of not being believed. But you all, when we care enough about a message, we honestly don't care who receives it. We don't care who accepts it. We don't care who, you know, uh, uh, whether they, you know, take that information and do something immediate with it. Many times what we say is, well, I, I told them it's up to them what they do with it. But my question is, how often do we do that with the gospel message? How often do we tell people that we are assembling Sunday after Sunday, watching a worship service uh, via, uh, you know, being a part of a worship service via Zoom, watching service on Facebook, watching service on YouTube, watching it on Periscope, uh, uh, church hopping and going to various other churches while we're watching online. How many of us share that information? How many of us feel as though it's pertinent to share? How many of us have shared our salvation story with somebody else? How many of us told the song that was playing when we got saved? How many of us told the, the message title that occurred when we got saved? How many of us tell the feeling that we got deep down inside when we got saved. How many of us tell of the desperation, the, the desperate place that we were in when God called our name? How many of us tell where we were when the blood found us? How, how, how many of us tell of that story? You do realize that that's in many instances, in most instances, in all instances, more important than telling somebody where to find toilet paper. It's more important than, you know, than telling somebody where they can find their gas at a dollar sixty five a gallon. I know it's not that much. I mean, it's not that little anymore. But y'all remember when when the gas prices start 
started dropping. Do you need to fill up? Because gas done dropped. <laughs> you know, we, we do that. And, and when the, the, the gas prices go up, we'll, we'll do the same thing. Hey, you need to go to the, you know, Sunoco over here. Their gas is only X amount per gallon. You know, for those of us who like shoes, we'll tell where shoe sale is. You know, hey, did you did you apply for your stimulus yet? We'll tell all these messages you all, but yet won't share the ultimate message of salvation. Here it is that that Paul uh, wrote to the church in, in Rome and, and, and it said that they're not even sure how the church, the, the Christians came to be in the Roman territory. They can only imagine that they were in place when the first gospel message was preached by Peter uh, in Acts 2. That there were some that were some from Rome that were actually there and they heard the gospel message. And so here it is that they uh, uh, developed and they they founded a church in Rome. And, and, and Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome without ever having visited them, without ever having been there, without him founding the church, without him ever preaching there. And, and if you would read this letter it it because he's never been there he's never met the people in many of the other pauline epistles you would see that he's dealing with certain situational circumstances in those churches but in this instance paul is writing to people who he's never met before but he's telling them of a message that's so important that he's got to get it out before he even meets the people yeah, so so here it is. Paul is writing a letter to a group of folks he's never met to give them a message that if he never meets them, it's so important for them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. My brothers and my sisters, how important is it? How important is the gospel in your life? That you would step outside of your comfort zone, even in these Rona streets. That's what I like to call them right now. To send a text, to, to make a phone call, to send an email, to get on a Zoom, to do a FaceTime, to say it's an urgency that I share with you my story. In the hopes that you would get to know this person by the name of Jesus. You all, we've got to understand that we can't wait for somebody to get back in the church building with you so that somebody else can tell them the gospel message. Are you with me? You know, we, we never thought that we would be sheltered in as long as we are. But it is critical, you all. It is critical that we get the message of the gospel out, not just to our family members, please hear me, not just to our family members, not just to our close friends, not just to, to those that we feel comfortable with, but God gives us what I like to call divine appointments. He sets it up for us. Just like, uh, I was set up 
today. I was listening to Minister Vernon uh, 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 practice that 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 song. You know the the reckless love of God. I I I heard him practice it. I'm like, wait a minute, is he singing the re- wait? I thought, but because we had a discussion, because we had discourse about it, I gave enough, and I'm not saying that I did it. But I, I I would like to say that I heard God when we had the conversation to, 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 to put enough in him that it started to germinate. We, 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 we had such a powerful intensive on last week talking about the fruit of the spirit and how fruit has seeds. And those seeds are set there for reproduction. Do you realize that when you share the gospel, that you're planting seeds that would be able to germinate and grow and reproduce in a person simply because you carry the seed of the gospel. Oh God. How can I say that you carry the seed of the gospel because on Zoom we've got about 15 folks that are sitting here listening to the gospel on oh, 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 I'm watching Facebook right now we got about 14 that are sitting here listening to the gospel and they're not just listening to the gospel because it's something to do they're listening to the gospel because a seed has been planted uh, and, and it needs to be fertilized. It needs to be watered. It needs uh, it, it needs to have care, cultivation to the seed so that it can germinate, so that it can grow, so that it can populate, and so that it can reproduce. You all, it is critical that we share this gospel message in this passage of scripture from Romans 10 verses 1 through 17. We see here that Paul writes that it is important to him that salvation come to the children of Israel. Salvation come to the believers. It is important. it's, It's not as important to him that he meet them. It's not as important to them that he gets to them and, and gets in their pulpit and, and preaches a three night revival. That that's not important to. It's not important to him that they come and become a member of his church. What's important to him is that they get saved and become a member of the body of Christ. You all, it, it's it, listen. Ooh. It's not important, you all, that we try and line our churches with with members. It's not important to inflate our membership roles. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not negating uh, uh, Hebrews 10 and 25 that says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves who believes as others do. I'm not not negating that. And it is critical, you all, that you become a part of a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, not just for uh, your name to be on the church roll, but that you're in a body, you're in a group of believers that can hold you accountable and you can hold them accountable so that you grow to 
together, that you reproduce together, that you can do outreach together. That's what's important about being a part of a church membership. But you all, it is not important if we can't ever get back in in a sanctuary. It's important, but it's not as important as today that you take this gospel message and you share it with somebody else. Uh, a commission years ago wrote a song and in the lyrics it said love isn't love until you giving it away you all this gospel message is the love that you can give to somebody today telling somebody about salvation is the love that you can give somebody today yeah so so as we understand that paul wrote this letter Not ever seeing these people, but his desire was that they would have salvation. And and he knew that there would be some that would be trying to, to, to make God's business their business. You do realize that there are some that try and make salvation a money making business. There are some that that they they take salvation and I I'm not going I'm not going to get some folks that like me today and that's okay but I got to give you what God is giving. You got to understand you all that salvation is God's business and not a money making venture. My God today, we've got to quit trying to profit off of the gift of salvation that was free when it saved you. But we trying to make a dollar to put in our pocket today. See, the, the gospel was free when it saved you. So how is it that we're trying to make a dollar a buck off of it today? I, I, I can't speak for anybody else. And, and, and I do know what Luke says about a laborer being worthy of his hire. I believe it's Luke 9 that says that. I, I get that. I understand that. But you all, when we start to pimp and punk the people of God in order to be able to get a word from you that has been given the gift. Oh God, I don't know why God is taking me here, but I I got to say it. Those of us who have been given the gift, and I'm not just talking about those that are preachers, but I'm talking about those that you know that God has gifted you to be able to share the message. And I'm not just talking about you getting an honorarium, but you got some folks that will sit and say they say they sanctified, they fill with the Holy Ghost. You know, God has given you a gift, giving you a gift of preaching, giving you a gift of teaching, giving you a gift of prophecy. He's giving you a gift of evangelism and you won't share it with anybody because, oh, I don't like them. I hope somebody else give them the gospel because I'm not doing it. They don't can't slick out their mouth at me. How dare you? How dare you hold on to something that it doesn't belong to you in the first place. Every believer ought to be sharing the gospel message. Because every believer is a minister. Every believer is a carrier. (laughs) My God, we're so concerned about carriers of the virus. Are you a carrier of the gospel? You ought to be a carrier of this good news in this world where we keep hearing all the foolishness and bad news. I wish I had some folks that would be the carrier of good news. Be a carrier. Be a carrier. Carry somebody this good news. 
in the season of bad news. It seems like if it's not one thing, it's another. Be a carrier of good news. Here is something where you, all you got to do, you want, and it, <laughs> it's, it's such a blessing because it's written here for you. In black and white, we talk about it every Sunday as I go through and I extend the invitation. It's already written here for you in Romans 10. And, and can I just do, can I, can I just do this? Can I, I read it from the message? And I just want to start at verse nine. Matter of fact, let me start at verse eight, verse, verse eight. It's where I'll start. Verse 8, Romans 10, uh, starting at verse 8. And I'm reading, excuse me, from the Message Bible. And, and it simply says this. So what exactly was Moses saying? The gospel that saves is right here. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. It's the core of our preaching. And this is simply it. This is all you've got to share with somebody. Say the welcoming word to God. Jesus is my master. This is all they've got to do. Just, just say this in order to be saved. Tell them this is all you got to do. Jesus is my master. Embracing body and soul. God's work of doing it in us. What he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God. Trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being you embrace God setting things right. And then you say it. Right out loud. God has set everything right between him and me. You all, the word removes the mystery of, well, how am I supposed to share this message with somebody? I mean, I don't know the Bible like that. I, 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 don't, I don't know all the scriptures that I need. They're going to ask me questions that I can't answer. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. How do I know that? Because God will give you exactly what you need. In order to be able to share the message. Remember, salvation is not your job. That's God's job. Then what is my job? Your job is simply this. I'm dropping down again to verse 14 in the message. It says, well, how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? You all, God has sent all of us, all of us to share this message. The question is, do you care enough to be a carrier? Do you care enough to share this message? Because the bottom line is this. The scripture says it clearly. How can they hear if nobody tells them? You all, God has given us such an amazing opportunity to not be in the church building. Because the church isn't closed. We've just been deployed. Hear me now. 
The church has not shut down. We've been deployed. We've been removed from our comfort zone. It's time for us to get out and do what it is we've been called and sent to do. Do you care enough? Is it important enough to you? You don't have to know the entire Bible front to back. I don't know the entire Bible front to back. But I do know this. That I care enough about enough people. That <laughs> to pull this introvert out of her comfort zone. To do what God say do. And that's to tell a dying world about a living Savior. Can I tell the whole world at the same time? No, I can't. Thank you, Sister Jackson. I see you said I care. I, I see folks that are saying I care. I see folks, Sister Mary, I see you. There are folks on, on, on live stream that says, yes, I care. Tori, I see you. She says, yes. Do you care enough to be a carrier? Do you care enough to tell somebody? Don't just be mouth service. Don't just be lip service, but be heart service. You know what I say? Don't just talk about it, but be about it. You all, we've been deployed to do it. Some of us have gotten comfortable in our houses. All I got to do is just press a button, get on Zoom. Sway a little bit when Minister Vernon sings. You know, clap a little bit just in case Apostle's looking. And it'll be over after a while. But when the Zoom ends and the music stops, what are you going to do? Do you care enough to take what you get here and tell somebody else? And you all, can I just can I just be real to you? Can I can I just be honest with you? Just sharing our uh, 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 our live stream, our it's not enough. See, that's that's a uh, a hands off way of telling somebody about Jesus. But do you care enough to step outside of your comfort zone and to tell somebody your story? Tell them your gospel story. Tell them your salvation story. Because you wouldn't be where you are right now if it wasn't for Christ. Do you care enough to share the message? Let's pray. Father, we do now bless you. and God, we reverence you. Father, we glorify you and we now honor you. God, we realize and we understand that if we don't carry this message, it won't get out. If we don't share it, no one will be able to hear. If we don't take it to our loved ones, some of them will never have an opportunity to hear it. God, strengthen us. God, give us the courage to be able to tell somebody about a living Savior. God, our world is in such a calamity right now. Our world is in dire straits. But God, all we've got to do is tell them that they don't have to clean themselves up. That you do it. And that you do an inside job. Doesn't have to be in the church. Doesn't even have to be with a preacher. But God, that this transaction happens between you and them. So now, God, we pray. God, that you would empower your people. God, that they would carry 
your gospel message. Empower us to be carriers. And God, this is a carrier. Uh, 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 this is something that we carry that we hope becomes contagious. <laughs> because we know it won't be to someone's detriment. But it'll be to their soul's benefit. And God, we bless you now. And God, we reverence you. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you're still sitting there saying, listen, I I, I want to, I, I, I want to today make that life change. I, I want that to be a part of my life story. I want that to be a part of my testimony on today. And if that's you, and if you desire to know Jesus in a real and tangible way, then all you need to know is simply the ABCs of salvation. And the ABCs of salvation is simply this. First, you have to admit that you're a sinner. The Bible says all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. No one's looking for perfection out of you. Secondly, you just need to believe that Jesus paid the price for your sins on a hill called Calvary. We just read it. That he did it for you. He loves you enough. That he did this for you. We all have heard uh, the Bible uh, uh, scripture, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Guess what? You are the whosoever. The third thing you need to do is to see, and that's to confess, not just confess your sins, but confess that Jesus is Lord. Call on his name in time of trouble. So if that's you on today. We just gave you the, the combination of things you need to say. But we can say it again for you. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I haven't been good, but you've always been good. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I confess my sins before you and I'm calling on your name. Your word says I'm saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved and no man can pluck you out of the father's hand. And we bless the Lord for that.